0: Welcome to Retirement Key Radio with Abe Abish.
1: You may think that taxes are something that you're not going to have to worry about a whole lot after you quit working, but Abe, you and I both know that is not the case at all. In fact, there is a recent statistic from the folks at AARP. Mm -hmm. Americans who are 50 and older make up just 35% of the population, but they pay 59% of all of the federal income taxes. Now to me, and I'm no expert here, but it sounds like those that are 50 and up need to talk to their advisor or financial professional about having a tax strategy for retirement. My goodness.
0: Absolutely. Taxes are our biggest expense. For most people, taxes are our biggest expense in retirement, and we can't just ignore how taxes impact our retirement accounts. We can't just assume that we're going to be in a lower tax bracket when we retire because, man, a lot of people are not going to be in a lower tax bracket. That's, Kristen, one of the biggest myths of retirement planning, mm. I believe, is max out your 401ks, You know, contribute to your traditional IRAs, max out all these pre-taxed accounts. Get the deductions now, because when you retire, you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. And so many people think that, and so many people have heard that. And that's true for some people, but not true for a lot of people. And this AARP study is a prime example of why it's not going to be true for a lot of people. People 50 and older in the country make up just 35% of the population, yet pay 60% of all federal income tax.
1: crazy. Something's out of balance there, or is Mm -hmm. it?
0: Mm -hmm. And by 2050, AARP says that federal taxes in 2050 is scheduled to go to 65%. In other words... People 50 and older will be paying 65% of all the federal income tax collected in wow. that age group. Isn't that nuts? And so most middle Americans have almost all of their retirement dollars in 401Ks, 403Bs, TSPs, traditional IRAs, pre-tax accounts. And that reminds me of a, of a couple who just recently came in and started working with us. They live out on a farm about maybe about 45 minutes west of our office in Marshall, Virginia, uh, down down Route 66. She works on the farm and she's also in the healthcare profession. And then he has a normal W-2 job. I think he's a security officer or manages a building, something like that. But- he is 70 and he's going to work a few more years. She's 62. So they have an eight year age gap Okay, and they have extra cash they can save above and beyond what they're putting into their 401ks. So we had this tax conversation and I said, Debbie, you guys are doing a great job saving. You have maybe five or 10 years left before you retire, before you can stop saving. Every dollar that I would save from here on out, I would suggest and really encourage you to look at a tax-free you know, retirement account like a Roth hmm. IRA. Look at contributing to an account where you can pay your fair share now and never worry about taxes again. To okay. have a retirement account where you have those dollars free of tax because look at all the tax we're going to be paying down the road. And we have no control over how high or how low taxes go.
1: Because right now, as I understand it, a tax rates are locked in until 2025 for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't know what could happen if someone else becomes Mm -hmm. president. There's changes in other branches of government. We just don't know.
0: That's right. And for over 10 years now, Kristen, we've been preaching that taxes almost have to go up. And one of the main reasons why is because of our country's national debt. We Mm -hmm. sit at over $23 trillion of national debt. Just compare this to having personal credit cards that are just out of control. Maybe you have a couple hundred thousand dollars of credit cards, which is almost, you can't even process that, right? It's so high. That's our country's national debt. Damn. something's got a gift. And many times over the last few years, the government's almost closed. And then all of a sudden we have this government bailout and the debt ceiling raises and the government's back open, mm-hmm. right? It's like Chase or American Express forgiving us and saying, okay, Abe, well, you've got $200,000 in credit card debt. We'll raise your credit line up to a quarter <laughs> million or 300,000. We believe you'll pay us back. So we'll just raise the credit line for right. you. Right? You know, so this is a problem. And if you're working with a financial professional, if you're not working with a financial professional and you're not addressing taxes and how taxes can impact your retirement accounts, I really encourage you in 2020 to take a serious look at this while taxes are fair and on sale, as we call it lately. You know, the brackets and rates have dropped from 2017. The 25% bracket's now 22. The 28% bracket's now 24. Taxes are on sale. Let's see if it makes sense to purposely pay taxes now, pay our fair share now, so we don't potentially pay more down the road.
1: And every situation is so different than you sit down with on what is the best way to approach taxes and Mm -hmm. retirement. And Abe, that's why you sit down with people and you and the team do a personalized tax mapping report of where you input their previous year's numbers into the software and it gauges the efficiency of their taxes and retirement now and moving forward. It's pretty interesting.
0: Exactly. We're not going to do your taxes, right? We're not going to do your taxes. We're not CPAs or accountants. We're talking about how taxes relate to your IRAs, your TSPs, your Mm -hmm. 401ks. We'll put all of your income streams into this software that we have, and we'll see exactly where you are in the bracket and how much wiggle room you have in your bracket, if any, to do things like a Roth conversion.
1: What are the answers to the questions you are wondering about concerning your financial life? when you are approaching retirement or already at that phase. Connect to us now at retirementkeyradio.com. Abe, I know you just got back into town recently from a sunny trip for business, though, down to Miami, where you are mm-hmm. exchanging ideas with other top financial professionals around the country, and mm-hmm. you're one of the main speakers at this event. You also picked mm-hmm. up a lot of great ideas, too, besides just sharing those that have helped your clients at Abish Financial Services But there was some traveling involved for that. You had to get on the plane, you have to stay at the hotel, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you and Shelly do much traveling for fun, or is it mainly travel for business?
0: You know, I would say when Shelly and I travel together, it's mainly for fun.
1: The travel industry is notorious for nickel and diming customers like you, me, and your wife all the time. Mm -hmm. The theory is that as long as a fee appears to be relatively small, folks are simply going to pay it rather than going through the hassle of challenging it. Sadly, I think that's true with a lot of things to do with our retirement too. We don't think it really adds up to much.
0: Absolutely. We just helped a gentleman and his wife that live in Fairfax, Virginia. And this is a classic example of them knowing that there were fees in their retirement accounts but not just really doing the math on how much they were and how much they added up. Like we choose to fly with United whenever we can fly. We just like Mm -hmm. United Airlines. And if you fly with someone long enough, you get Mm -hmm. quote unquote status. So (laughs) I don't know how much status we have, if any, but uh, we have status with them. And when you do, sometimes you don't have the fees that you would otherwise have if you were just flying a random airline. Right, the baggage fees. Baggage uh, fees and all these other fees that really... That really add up. God forbid you have to change your flight. And Mm -hmm. that's a a nightmare. But uh, anyways, this couple came in from Fairfax and they had come to one of our educational workshops on maximizing social security. He is 63 and she's 62. She's retiring next year as a superintendent in Fairfax County in the school system. Okay. And he's retiring in three years. He is a software engineer. So after coming to one of our events, they come in and they say, you know what? We're pretty close. We're five years or less away. We really need a plan. They've done a great job for themselves. They have about $1.3 million saved in cash and IRAs, annuities, Good investments. Yep. And then she has a pretty decent pension. They'll have two social security checks. He's got a GE pension himself as well. So two pensions, two social security checks and 1.3 million to go to work for them. Okay. Well, as we started digging through what they have, one of the things that stood out to me, part of this 1.3 million was nearly a half a million in a Pretty big variable annuity with a, a very reputable and big time insurance company. Okay. When we started digging through that account and what he has, we realized the total annual fees he's paying is over three percent, three point one five percent. Wow. So a lot of times you hear you'll hear good things about annuities, you'll yeah. hear a lot of bad too. One of the bad things about a lot of annuities is that some of them are high in fees. And this variable annuity particularly is 3.15% in fees. Were they
1: aware of that though?
0: You know, he was aware that they had fees inside this product, inside the variable annuity, but he wasn't aware as to how much and really what that added up to to be. And so he's got a pension component and an income rider component that's on his account where he's paying over 1% in fees, then about 1% in fees for the cost of his funds, and then another one3 or 1.5% just for the mortality and expense charges, the, the core contract charges of this account that he has. Okay. We totaled them up and they're 3.15%. Hmm come to find out this was another example of something being sold to somebody versus someone really truly understanding what they're buying and he knew they were fees but he figured well if I can have pension like guaranteed income from an account like this you know maybe it's worth the fees right well, 3% on a half a million dollars is $15,000 a year.
1: Oh my goodness. that's It does
0: not cost that much and should not cost that much to secure your income and to build and create pension-like income.
1: Abe, hey, that $15,000, that's a trip, including all the fees we were talking about earlier.
0: <laughs> yes. And here, here's the deal, Kristen. We got those fees down. We recommended rolling over, replacing that account. With another annuity, a fixed indexed annuity where the fees are under 1%, saving him 2% a year in annual fees. That's a $10,000 a year fee savings. Well, they're big skiers. And they're going out to Steamboat Springs, okay. uh, Colorado here in a few weeks, and I said, "Hey, Jim, what do you think this ten thousand dollars can get you? Could it pay for one of these trips? Could it pay for two trips?" And he said it could probably pay for one and maybe some Oh good you know? so so look at that I I mean was that's, right. ten, that's ten that's that's right that's ten thousand dollars a year. I mean, he's only sixty three if he lives only another twenty years." That's $200,000 of fee savings we recaptured that is now in his pockets instead of a major insurance company's pockets. Find out more at retirementkeyradio.com.